Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, what up? Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into the show. It's the little cousin brother of Wednesday or something. That's what Tommy uh, DeCelestino, pretty daddy, tells me. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a happy place. Let's do some sports talk radio together. NBA power rankings coming up end of the hour. Matt Snyder is going to talk to us about spring training and the beginning of baseball season. We've got a stocked and I believe context-laden buyer sell from the aforementioned executive producer. Shohei Otani has his sort of asterisk. It doesn't count spring training. Still kind of cool. Very cool Dodgers debut today. I've got a... um. I got a coming together, a commonality, a a a way to bond with Pretty Daddy in about twenty minutes. I'm I'm pretty excited. Cold cities get a raw deal from the NBA, and I have a a um, strategic and moral driving aggression question that we'll get to. So a lot of things to unpack here on the show. Anything else you want to get into? You want to describe guys who play in the National Football League? Whatever you want. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. It is free. 855-212-4CBS. Twitter, sports, writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. LeBron James is setting his son up to fail. LeBron James loves his son, loves his kid, respect it, get it. I'm a dad. I have a daughter who's 14 and a son who's 11. So I've not had the same amount of time with my kids as a parent that LeBron James has had 
with his and certainly with Bronny. My children are not under the same level of pressure and scrutiny, obviously, at all, that comes with being LeBron James' child. And I have deep sympathy for any parent. Tom isn't, I mean, new parent's not true. Man, is Will going to be two this summer? It's going to be three. Three. I knew I knew that I got it wrong. I thought, I have been working with this guy for three years. I'm not that lucky. Will's going to be three this summer. So it's not a shot at LeBron James, the dad. Quite the opposite. We all, in our own ways, have to learn how to navigate the fact that we can't live our lives for our kids. Right? That's, that's one of those things. And it's a hard reality as things that matter start to happen. And I'm not underplaying people that have two or three or four-year-olds, but your kids go to school, your kids make friends, your kids have difficulties, your kids go through, oh my God, real-life things because they're a real person. They go out into a world that you can't entirely protect them from, even in small ways that seem trivial, but not when you're the parent. And that's not what LeBron James is dealing with. LeBron James is massively famous. His son, therefore, is under massive scrutiny. Bronny plays basketball at USC. And let's give this the proper context. Not only has LeBron projected his own son to be an NBA player for years, Bronny James had a cardiac event not that long ago over the course of this season and collapsed. And luckily, thank God, literally thank God, he was at a facility at a USC-sponsored sanctioned practice event where there were medical staff present. So you're talking about a dad in LeBron James. Not just an all-time great basketball player, a dad who's trying to navigate all these things. And I have great sympathy for that. But here's what you also learn as a parent. And by the way, I'll make these mistakes. I just won't do them at the level of scrutiny that probably LeBron James will because I'm not LeBron James, and neither will you. This is not a shot at his parenting. It is a sports fact. LeBron James, because he loves his kids so much, is still setting Bronny up to fail. Bronny James wants to play with his dad. His dad wants to play with his son. And I've told you repeatedly on this show, and I've said it over at CBS Sports HQ, where I do television in the evenings covering the NBA, and on a practicing podcast that we sort of post that will be out soon that no one's seen, I've said repeatedly, and we've done these practice shows, that Bronny James is not an NBA player today, and he's not an NBA player coming out next season. This isn't my opinion. It's not me looking at tape. It is me talking to lots of people who have scouted him for actual NBA teams. Because it's also been made known that it could be possible that LeBron James will be yours if you draft his son. Because LeBron has said, in the past, I will play with my son. And so there's a temptation there. Yesterday, this this all came to a head. Or LeBron continued to set up his son to fail. Because it doesn't matter how much you love your kids, you can't control their lives. And if you try to, and, and again, much, much less significant ways in sports, but significant to me, it's a lesson that you learn. It's a hard lesson that you learn. That when something goes wrong in first or fourth or fifth grade, you can't barge into the teacher's office. You can't march right up to those kids' parents. And trust me, as much as I'm criticizing LeBron, I am ten times more culpable in this, as my wife would happily tell you. And has had to tell me to chill the hell out. You cannot control everything in your kids' lives. And LeBron James, because he loves his kid, and because he doesn't know LeBron a life other than being under the spotlight, and because fame is the same thing as life for him, and that's not a criticism. can't be mad at a fish for being in water. He can't be mad at LeBron James for fame impacting every part of his life. That's part of the deal, and it has been since he was 14 years old, and I think it is remarkably commendable. And, and as impressive as his basketball career, the person LeBron James is, given that fame, because I wouldn't be. 
You throw me on Sports Illustrated when that still mattered. You call me the chosen one on the cover of a magazine. I've got riches and, and, and all the women that I could ever want. And I'm not saying LeBron's engaged in these things. I'm just saying I would have. And all the opportunities to make mistakes. And if not in a gutter in Vegas, I'd be somewhere that's a similar comparison. And I'm being serious. I, I, I commend LeBron James. But that fame is hard to carry, and his son doesn't have the talent to carry it right now. And all the people who have wanted to come after LeBron over the years on a basketball court, and there's a lot of them, are going to want to go after Bronny James when he steps on a basketball court he doesn't belong on, which is going to be an NBA court if he comes out to the draft this year, which is what happened yesterday. Again, I've been telling you nonstop, Bronny James not an NBA player this year, not an NBA player next year. The scouting report on him has always been make it three years, maybe four, continue to develop and evolve, right? compete at a high level. You, he can get there, but he's not there. And that, and I've always, and I've wondered why, because ESPN has a very, very impressive guy who's their lead person for their draft coverage, who scouts and does a great job. I've always wondered why ESPN, in particular, because they push narratives, right? Their their perspectives are going to move the tides of news and how we view things. Why they hadn't caught up to the reality that Bronny's not an NBA player? Well, they did yesterday. They removed Bronny from their 2024 mock draft. And I understand, by the way, I'm not criticizing the person who does the draft. Maybe in his calculations wasn't just... Because he's not saying where a guy should be drafted. He's saying where he will be drafted. And maybe he knows what I don't, is that Rich Paul, LeBron's agent, had actually communicated to teams, hey man, you you draft Bronny, LeBron will come because LeBron has a player option this summer and could leave the Lakers. And that would change things. But they removed yesterday Bronny from their 2024 mock draft. And by the way, they put him in the 25 mock draft at the very end of the second round, or in the second round, I should say. 39, I think, is where they got him. He's not there either, by the way. He's not there either. He's not. He doesn't belong in any of that. And LeBron sent out a tweet that I immediately sent to my crew on the NBA show we're putting together, that I immediately, I think, sent to Tom, that I processed and thought about, and that made me feel bad for LeBron James and recognize I was going to have to criticize him and understand that criticism from a sports perspective is also a criticism of myself as a dad. You can love your kids, and you can hold on too tight. It's okay. That that can be, and I think is, a sign of of a parent who loves their child. It doesn't mean it's good for the kid. Now, LeBron deleted this a short time later. I sent this to a few people, and pretty quickly I got back. That post has been deleted. And I had known enough to actually screen grab it. Here's the response from LeBron James. Can y'all please just let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? The work and results will ultimately do the talking no matter what he decides to do. If y'all don't know, he doesn't care what a mock draft says. He just works, earn not given. Okay. Normally in this situation, I would have some fun going at LeBron James' disconnect from the reality for, for most of us. Because here's the obvious stuff, right? But let's filter this through. He's a dad. It's a little different for me. It is a distinction without a difference for Bronny James and where his reality is going, which is why I started by telling you LeBron is setting his kid up to fail. But he's not doing it because he's dumb or because he's a bad guy or he's an egomaniac. He's doing it out of love. It's still going to be the same conclusion for his kid. Obviously, LeBron doesn't get to control who's in mock drafts. Obviously, there are lots of kids who are Bronny's age who are in mock drafts. Obviously, there are lots of... I mean, Bronny James is not 11, okay? He's a college He's a college kid, young man. Kid by LeBron's parlance. I get it. LeBron doesn't get to control that, and if Bronny James were third on there, LeBron would be sending out a tweet very, very, very different. What LeBron dislikes is where his son is placed accurately, not that he was placed somewhere at all. 
And that's the problem all along. LeBron James has said repeatedly he wants to play with his son. That's fine. That's well. That's good. If his son is good enough to play in the NBA, he's not. And LeBron upped the pressure, upped the ante at the height of some of the Lakers' dysfunction this year in the midst of a pretty bad skid with I think they had only won four of 18 games coming off a brutal loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. This is back earlier in the year. This is like the, this is the first week of January. LeBron said, we suck to reporters and then said his son, Bronny, could play for the Lakers right now. And the reality is, there are questions of whether Bronny even should be playing a lot of minutes for USC in the time and moment when LeBron James said that. People are going to go at Bronny James. They are going to try to do everything they can to humiliate him because his last name is James. Now, I've told you this repeatedly, and it's true, and I hope you believe me. Part of my job over at CBS Sports, at Big CBS, is to cover the NBA. And the way that I do that, the best part of my ability in that job, or what I'm best at, is talking to scouts and GMs. I know a bunch of them. I've known them for years. You know one. You get in with others. And so I will often be doing random shows from around the country, and we'll talk about where I am, usually because I'm having dinner or or a couple drinks or just going by to have a coffee with with a GM or, or an assistant GM or a guy that runs scouting. But a lot of these guys come through L.A. and we'll have dinner when they're here. It makes it easier. I don't have to travel. My work doesn't have to spend money on it. Uh, poor pretty daddy doesn't have to worry. The equipment won't work when I'm trying to do the show. Everyone's happy. And every person, and I mean every person, literally every single one that I have spent time with who have come through L.A. this year that work in a prominent position for an NBA team have gone to a USC practice and or game, it's pretty common, and scouted Bronny. And all of them have said the literally the exact same thing that on this show yesterday, Jeff Goodman, now Jeff is a reporter, not a scout, but he's talking to the same people, every single one of them, as high as GMs, as low as scouts in every position in between, every one of them have said on Bronny James exactly what Jeff Goodman told us yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I like him. He's a nice player who will be in all league by the time he's a junior, okay? And in his senior year, I think he could be a first-team All-Big Ten player. Does that sound like somebody that should go to the, the draft right now? He is averaging a whopping 5.7 points a game. He's a good player. He's a nice guard who's versatile, well-rounded. He's averaging 5.7 points, three rebounds, three assists, two and a half assists in 20 minutes a game. That's, that's solid for a freshman these days. Being a dad is hard. It's also amazing. It's the best thing on the face of the earth, and nothing makes me happier. Literally, there is not a single thing on the face of the earth that makes me happier or is more important to me than my son and my daughter. That's it. That's the I, I love them so much. And if you have kids, you know what I'm talking about. I understand where LeBron is coming from. I even respect where LeBron is coming from. But your love for your kids, and I would imagine, I can't speak to this part, but I would imagine your fame at the level LeBron James had it can in some ways knock you off true north a little bit. Certainly the love part can. Make you hang on a little too tight. This report from ESPN, removing Bronny James from a mock draft he never belonged on in the first place, is actually a favor to LeBron James. It's actually a dose of reality. Look, we everybody has their problems, and most of us would say, I'll take Bronny's, and I, w- I would too. I would love, and I love my dad. My dad is not, what is LeBron James worth? Whatever it is, my dad is not worth that, or a fraction of that, and most of us, probably you, have money, but not as much as LeBron James, a little bit. I was going to say money problems. 
I live in a community, and I talk about this all the time because it's interesting. I don't have a lot of money. The people in my community do. I deal a lot with rich kids. It's a fascinating thing. And it's not really the rich kids that are interesting. It's the parents who try to control so many aspects of their lives. So it's not just LeBron James, an athlete. It's just when you have a lot of money, when you have a lot of power, when you get everything you want, think about LeBron and how no one, I mean no one says no to him. It can warp your world a little bit. So let me offer, on the off chance he listens, and I know him, I mean, he's not listening to this radio show. Although you never know, because LeBron is a pretty sensitive guy. But he's not listening to this radio show. But you never know, stuff gets back to him through his people. So if they're listening, not a criticism. Let me offer a little bit of advice that LeBron James needs to hear. Not because he's a bad dad, but because he is LeBron James and his son is not. He is setting his kid up to fail. If Bronny James were Bronny DeCelestine or Bronny Ryder, and he came into the NBA unprepared, he would be destroyed. Young men who are good enough to play in the NBA and get drafted with top five picks and top three picks and sometimes top picks do not make it in the NBA sometimes. It is not easy. It is the elite of the elite. This young man is not doesn't have the size. He does not have the skill. He does not have the physicality. He does not have the ability yet. He can get there. But his dad is going to force him to a league he doesn't belong in. And his name is not Bronny DeCelestino or Bronny Ryder or Bronny Smith. It's Bronny James. And you know, I mean, hell, if your kids play sports or you played sports, and I was the son of a coach in some of the sports I played, well, that was hard sometimes. And my dad was just my little league coach. Can you? And for those of you that live in communities where they're sort of famous people, right, or sort of used to be famous people, or even my hometown in Dubuque, Iowa, that guy was great in high school, that's pressure on a kid. People are going to go at Bronny James at the NBA level. They're going to try to humiliate him. Not everybody likes LeBron on the court. Some people find him, I'm talking other players, a little arrogant, a little full of himself, and let's be fair, there's a lot of jealousy toward LeBron, and it's going to all be directed to Bronny. LeBron James is setting his kid up to fail, and I can only hope, though don't believe, because being a parent is hard, the deleted tweet is about LeBron getting some insight and not, not wanting the blowback from what is a pretty tone-deaf response. But not as tone deaf if you're a dad and you understand where that where he's coming from. I like LeBron. I don't know his son. I'm rooting for his son. They have dealt with real-world stuff with that cardiac event that goes well beyond anything that matters. But in this, in the NBA thing, LeBron, he's doing it behind the scenes, working the, the levers of power he has access to to get his son to the NBA. He may get to play with his son, but his son will not get to play in the NBA for any real career if LeBron doesn't just back the hell up. 855 212 for CBS. Twitter, sports writer, sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Let's, um, all right, I want to talk about, man, it's like a it's like a public service announcement show. First for LeBron, and now i got to talk to running backs. Young men, if you are out there and you have a future in the National Football League, maybe, let me give you the best advice. For those of you that are older, this is like the graduate, where the guy says to, what's his name, plastics. But let me just shift it from the 70s to 2024. Don't be a running back. It doesn't really work as plastics is, right? Not running backs. It's very similar tonally. Don't be, don't be a damn running back. I'll explain why next year on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Writer Than You. I told you last week a few times today was my birthday, and then you forgot this morning. We talked I on did. the phone. I did. That's a true story. <laughs> and I got off the phone, and Lori goes, did he wish you happy birthday? I go, oh, no. And she goes, are you going to tell him? And I said, no, I can't. It's a rule. I said, but I am going to make him bum of the week on Friday for forgetting. I can't wait to tell him tomorrow. <laughs> on CBS Sports Radio. I mean, by the way, she must like you, Tom, because she hates X. She deleted it from her phone and her computer. And every time I send her a story on X, she tells me I'm not going to read it unless it's on your phone. She downloaded the, She re-downloaded the app, apparently, yesterday to message you. She thought she was looking out for you, but there's no saving you from yourself. Well, I'm glad that Lori likes me. I think I'm a likable guy sometimes, maybe. But I appreciate you tried looking out for me. There's no saving me, though. Bone of the week. Definitely in play. Uh, Several things to get to here, but let's start with the always evolving but never changing reality of this century, certainly decade, maybe this century, in the National Football League. Don't be a running back. And I'm seriously... It's probably hard as an eighth grader, not even an eighth grader, as a, as a high school player, to stave off coaches who want you to play running back because those that level of football is so much less impressive. The skills are so much less impressive. The players and the quality of players are so much less athletic that you can just take your most athletic guys and often just make them a running back and run through high school kids that look like Tom or me. I get it. I get it, short little guys. I, I get it. But for those rare people, and you know, it's not many, obviously, who have a chance at professional sports or even collegiate sports, playing running back doesn't make sense. Because if you get there in the National Football League, you are going to get used. You're going to get underpaid relative to the league and really your value. See Saquon Barkley. You're going to get chewed up, and you're going to get spit out without a second thought. Uh, report yesterday from... I just assume it's from Schefter. Is it always from Schefter? From the only person who covers the NFL, uh, Adam Schefter, that the following running backs are all expected to become free agents. Now, there's different tag numbers that could result here because, remember, Josh Jacobs didn't sign his tag and got a one-year deal a little bit higher, and Saquon Barkley had some incentives, but whatever. Suffice it to say, these guys could be tagged but won't be. Josh Jacobs had a down year last year, but still had over 1,000 total yards from scrimmage. Now, he, he only had six touchdowns. Those were all on the ground. Saquon Barkley last year did not get very similar season, over 1,000 yards from scrimmage, did have four receiving touchdowns to go with six on the ground, but, but wasn't overpowering. Uh, Derrick Henry, who, by the way, is expected to be a Raven, a little bit different situation. I think it's I think it's understood it's time for him to be somewhere else. But still, he, he's not on the market. 
Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard. There are a lot of guys who, I mean, these are pretty good, fairly successful running backs. And they're not, this is the other reason don't be a running back. Don't do it. I was going to tell you they're not that old, that they're young, but they're actually 40 if you adjust in running back years. They're 26 in real life if you're Josh Jacobs. Saquon Barkley is a have-you-not-retired-yet 27. Pollard is 26. Derrick Henry is the anomaly. He's, I don't want to compare him to Adrian Peterson because that was a whole other level. It's not just defying age, but defying injuries that, that should have stopped his career. But he's still 30. Derrick Henry is 30 and still effective. And I think he had 1,200 rushing yards almost last year and 12 rushing touchdowns and, and a couple hundred on from, in the air. Derrick Henry with the Ravens, like a one-year plug-in, you just get, and maybe you have to pay him two or three, but for a year he can still be highly effective on a team that, that isn't quite there. And any team that's in the AFC that should be there but has to go through the Chiefs qualifies. Certainly, obviously, the Ravens. Look, Eckler had a down year. Pollard was pretty good. He had a 1,000-yard rushing season. But the reality is, and the problem is, it's not worth the money. And Saquon Barkley is a great example because there was all this drama about his quarterback getting paid, and he doesn't get paid, but he's really the most valuable guy. And what his teammates, who were correct, and the reports of frustration in that locker room, understandable, didn't get and grasp as they were correct in the short term. But you can't pay a running back this kind of money because Already all of these guys, Derrick Henry included, at the standards of Derrick Henry, a few years ago the guy was looking at 2,000-yard rushing seasons. They're all on the downward slope. They're all on the wrong side of that equation because they're running backs, because they get beat the hell up. And the other, the running back position matters, but it's not the most significant position in the National Football League quarterback position is, and then the guy that goes and tries to stop the quarterback after that, and then see Tyree Kill, and, and other guys, maybe the guy that the quarterback throws the football to. That's how offenses operate. That's how football teams operate. So I've said this before. We've said it a ton of times. I don't want to belabor it. All these guys are going to be available. They're all going to find jobs at a lot less money than they want. Maybe a couple will find some sucker GM to overpay them. Don't be a running back. Don't do it. And one of these dudes is probably going to be, I always bring this game up because I think it's horrifically dramatic in retrospect. Why would you make kindergartners play musical chairs? Whoever doesn't have a chair when musical chairs is over and is really, really undervalued in the market, welcome to the Kansas City Chiefs or some version of that. Well, they'll just roll them in as some backup or two-headed monster. Um, Tom, I want to bond with you. Even though you forgot my birthday, I want to bond with you. Are you ready? I appreciate you wanting to bond, even though I forgot, you know, an important day for you. It's all good. So, you and I don't have everything in the world in common. I think that's a fair statement. I think that's that's more than fair. Yeah. But we both love Butterfingers. Yes, that we enjoy. Lori last night, as they do every birthday, made me Butterfinger dessert. Nice. Which is Butterfingers and... Ice cream and pudding and whipped cream and more Butterfingers and there's some other ingredient and so it has to go in the fridge. You got to eat it in the first three days. It might be the greatest thing I've ever eaten. Can I? If I were to send you guys Mrs. Diesel the Butterfinger dessert when your birthday rolls around the first week of October, because I'm a great person, and a great <laughs> friend, would she make it for you? Yes, yes. She wouldn't eat it, but she would make it. It takes a minute. It's not. 
it's not super hard, but it's not easy. It's going to take a minute. Now, let me ask you this. Does everyone in the Ryder household eat the Butterfinger yes. dessert? Yes. It's, 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 it's impossible not to eat. And we learned a secret yesterday. So Lori, who is always doing this, forgot to buy the ingredients. Lori, my wife is always behind, is always forgetting things, right? So they were frantically running around, and I go, you don't have to make me Butterfinger dessert. And they're like, we're not making you Butterfinger dessert. And, like, the Butterfinger dessert recipe is in my daughter's hand. And my son, Henry's like, yeah, we do. And Madeline goes, what are you doing? Don't tell him. And Lori's like, I got to go to the grocery store. I'm like, I go, it's fine. You don't have to make me the the damn Butterfinger dessert. Lori had, had the only ice cream I guess they had was fancy schmancy ice cream. Usually we buy low-class ice cream to fit our life, right? But what I'm telling you. It's not on the recipes. Buy the fancy schmancy ice cream. It was the best version I've ever had. Oh, okay. Okay, just can you put that in your little mental note for your October 5th birthday? Yeah, yeah, I'll put that right next to Did I get to that right, October 5th? Uh, October 3rd. Okay, it's, it's in a really, calendar. It's really close. It's in a calendar. Yeah. You're really close. Um, <laughs> uh, by the way, let me ask you a question. Yesterday, I had to take my son to soccer, and it is this uh, this horror show. That is one lane in and out down a down a hill into a parking lot with thousands of cars. So there's no way to get in or out of there. And I'm le- and all the parents you potentially know them all, right? Because you're all dropping your kids. And I'm in line, and cars are so there's a line to get out, and cars are cutting through the parking spots that are empty and cutting people off. If you were in that situation, you and you had been in the car for 20 minutes and you'd moved seven inches. And cars are cutting you off. <laughs> when you get to the car, when you get up to that cheat point, are you A, not letting them in, B, not letting them in but making aggressive eye contact and making aggressive eye contact, C, letting them in and making friendly eye contact, or D, letting them in and making aggressive eye contact? And uh, would you like to guess what I did? Okay. For me, first answer for me, I'm going D. I would let them in but aggressive eye contact. Like, I'm going to let you in, but I'm not happy about this. <laughs> I think you went all the way aggressive. I went all aggressive. Yeah. All the way. And just staring. And Lori gets so mad at me because she will read some story that happens in Texas where there's a road rage incident. And I just and I, I go, well, first of all, there's nowhere to go. So there's no raging. We're just sitting there. I'm going to be honest and, with you. I, I'm team Lori on this one because every time, <laughs> like, I, I've been known to honk my horn at people. And oh, every yeah. time I do it now, the thought crosses my yeah, yeah. mind of, like, what's going to happen here? But it's not like the soccer dad's going to get me? Uh, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. But it was so rude because you had people going through the line. So I just thought I – so one guy basically came into me. So I went into the other lane on the left and then veered and cut him off <laughs> and just stared at him. That's so you. Because <laughs> he wouldn't go around. So you're not sneaking. You're not sneaking out. Did you first wait to know if you knew this parent? No. If he's on your By the son's way, soccer team or not? If you get in line, it's 20 minutes to get out of here. It was 40 minutes because people were doing right. Were, and people were freaking out. You could see people in the cars throwing their hand. But when they got up there, they would just be like, "Go ahead, nah." Uh-uh. Now let me ask you this: Mm-mm. Is it plausible to to tell Henry? Hey, I'm going to drop you off at the so, top of the parking lot here. That, Come meet us when practice is over at the top, and so, so I don't he, have to go into this parking lot. Here's what I realized. There are tennis courts that I play at that are that back up to it, and I found a secret gate. So I parked on the other side of the tennis courts, 
and I walk through the tennis here, which you're not supposed to do, but I play there enough that they were like, oh, hey, what's up, Bill? And I went through. So so on the way out, I was just like, what's up? You can cheat. You can cheat. Run it. Drive into people if you want. I'm over here. Anyway. Now we're cooking with gas. Well, we are cooking with gas. Uh, real quick, did you see the NBA made new rules that Midwestern cities that are cold can't host the All-Star game anymore? They seem pretty upset with Indy. They Come on. They seem like they don't want to go back to Indy. That's, an in- that's a fail by the NBA. Look, I'm always going to ride for the part of the country I am from. I am f- I'm from Iowa. I talk about it a lot. People get annoyed. If you get annoyed by it, I don't care. Too bad. It is what it is. You're the person who, who cuts in front of people in parking lots. I will say this. I'm a hypocrite because I think it's outrageous. And how dare you? Because last year was Indy. The year before was Salt Lake. And the year before that was Cleveland. And now there are new rules that are predicated on a lot of things about hotel size. But it's really just we want to go to Phoenix L.A., Miami, Vegas. They're going to follow the Super Bowl. They are. I'm outraged. I ride for the Midwest. How dare they be ignored? I will tell you that I have not covered the All-Star game the last three years. And looking at the new calendar, told my boss yesterday, you know, I might... I think that All-Star game might be valuable. Oh, no, no, no. You (laughs) cannot do that. I did. No way. You can't do that. I don't know. I had had a change in thinking, just strategically with with the sourcing. With the, with the hellos. Just like popped in your head oh, yeah. out of nowhere. Because mm-hmm. they added Phoenix. This is the news, right? They added Phoenix in 2000. I don't care. But uh, Phoenix is fun. Uh, and also in February, Phoenix is great. And there'd be spring training. So I could, I could go catch some spring training games. Now that's at all the motivation. You sat there and told every guest, yeah. every NBA guest that we had, <laughs> had on around the NBA All-Star, hey, man, yeah. wish, wish we could catch up, but I won't be there. And now they're going to move to warm weather, and you're all in. I mean, that is one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is that I had a revelation about about how best to cover this beat in my other job that happens coincidentally to coincide with the planning of, of really warm cities um, that are not in the place I'm from. Look, you have an all-star game in Des Moines, Iowa. I'm in. I'm from there. Let's go. But, you know. I love Indy. Indy's awesome. Cleveland can be really fun. Salt Lake City can be fun. It's just, I don't want to be cold, man. Excuse me while I text our buddy Kurt Heelan. He's not going to be happy with you. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to be honest with you about where I'm coming from, okay? That's where I'm at. It's a great talk. I'm glad I get it off my chest. Let's do NBA power. You know what? Let's power rank the cities. Like the league. Forget the teams. No, we're going to do the actual teams. NBA power rankings coming up here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
Welcome back to Writer Than You. Sorry, I was still focused on you asking me if you're a sociopath. Um, can you ask me that again? On CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show. Do you know who sent me a birthday message yesterday? Well, we know it wasn't me. That was, that was my second question. Do you know who didn't send me a birthday message? <laughs> you. Do you know who did, though? Um, text message. Not. I, I haven't gone on Facebook to see all the people who just saw the alert and clicked on the tab and wrote happy birthday and think that counts. I assume we're talking about someone we have, you know, a mutual friendship with? No. It was Ephraim Salam. I have a friendship with him. Wow. Yeah. That cut deep. Did it? Wow. Did that hit you? Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'll Please be over here if you need like me. don't laugh like that when I'm drinking water. I almost spit it up on the board here in the studio. Yeah. I'll be over here in the corner if you need me. I have a mug in my hand uh, that says, write like a mother. But then it has another word. And I have to be very careful. Brought it from home. I have to be very careful sometimes because I will I will just grab a mug when I'm doing HQ hits, right? And I'll just if I'm thirsty, I'll drink from it. And I have a you know, I have a Dunkin' Donuts mug, I've got a Wimbledon mug that my wife got, I've got World's Greatest Dad with Darth Vader on it, which is real cheesy. I have occasionally grabbed this mug and I've been grabbing for it on live TV, and I've realized I have to, I have to, I have to hold it so that the the message, because the word after mother is not a good one. Um, as I drink the water like this, I get in trouble. It's got a swearsy on there. It's got a swearsy. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. It's got the word that uh, that I thought in my heart when I realized you forgot it was my birthday. Man, wow. Skittle How many off. times last week did I tell you it was my birthday? At least three. Yeah, at least. <laughs> at least three. Which is a very, very strategically accurate way of saying 11. <laughs> it's a very good. All right. Uh, would you, are you interested in, could I, could I interest, to, to quote Honoraj, <laughs> I love this joke and you look at me every time. Um, I've got a ranking of power of NBA. Is that something you'd be interested in, Eric? Do you get that reference? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. I watched Entourage. Entourage. Wow. Yeah. I want to say, actually, tail end of high school, beginning of college for me. So good. I've got a, a ranking system of teams in the NBA. Is that something, Tom, you'd be interested in? Some will rise. Others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NBA Power Rankings. Number five. Are you ready for the most accurate power rankings ever? Just don't. The New York. Just don't do a tie. There's a tie coming. The New York Knicks. Uh, look, man, I don't care that they're a little down on the standings beneath some teams that aren't on here at four. They continue to win missing Julius Randle, who I don't know if you know this, is the new Chris Bosch. And it's an oldie but a goldie from our friend Brandon Tierney over at WFAN. He called him that a few years ago. The whole world made fun of it. I did, too. It was very sweet and funny. Um, they're also missing OG Ananobi, who was a difference maker when he came in. And still, they're, they're winning games. They're grinding out games. Yes, uh, they did play with six people yesterday uh, in the first. It was the, it was the five players and the official. So that was an interesting thing at the end there. Uh, they haven't seen that before. Monty Williams was pretty, pretty angry. You'll hear that later in the show and buy or sell. But I think the Knicks continue to earn a place on this list, and that is in part but not entirely projecting who they actually are when those guys return. 
number four. You're going to notice a theme, by the way. Uh, give me the Clippers with their new logos and their nautical look and their jerseys everybody hates but not me. I like the jersey that says Los Angeles. It's just an all red. I think people will buy that. Not because they're Clippers fans, because they like living in Los Angeles. Why people wear Yankees hats. Not going to lie, I once when I lived in New York thought for the first time in my life, I really love New York City. Can I get a Yankees hat that just says New York? Cause I, can it say New York and not mean Yankees, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. I think that could happen. Uh, on the basketball side, maybe more what you're interested in since you're listening to the show rather than the fashion of, of cities and sports attire. They're, they're outstanding. And Kawhi Leonard's ability, at least so far, knocking on wood to mostly, almost entirely be healthy. And Paul George and the fact that James Harden, at least for now in the regular season, has been an outstanding addition to that team and their depth and their balance. I don't believe that they're going to be healthy. I don't believe Kawhi Leonard's going to be healthy because it hasn't happened. And I don't believe James Harden's going to be good in the playoffs because I haven't seen it happen very often. But this basketball team that's playing right now, if that same basketball team is playing in May... They can beat anybody. Number three. I love the Oklahoma City Thunder. They are so young, and it gives me such pause. But they are outstanding in every facet of the game. And not just offense and defense. They're top four at least. And you'll hear me say this a lot in offensive and defensive rating. And those of you that gamble, those of you that are into putting some money down, at the end of the year, the end of the regular season, go look on basketball reference or NBA stats. Top 10 offensive rating, top 10 defensive rating. The teams that hit both, look at the odds and consider a bet to make the to win the whole thing. Because that is a, a historical requirement with very few exceptions. The Thunder are more than, more than qualifying for that. They've also got shot blockers. They've got remarkable depth. Uh, they've got high tempo energy because they're young. And they haven't Shea Gilgis-Alexander, probably the guy, if, if it were today, that I would put second on my MVP ballot. That is a really good team. Number two. All right, Denver. It's the Denver Nuggets. I, and by the way, they're playing pretty good. They lost. What did they lose? Three games going to the All-Star game, and everybody freaked out. It's fine. Calm down, Chicken Little. The sky ain't falling. That always freaked me out as a story. The sky ain't falling. Everything's cool. Everything's fine. The Nuggets are, I actually think, the best team in basketball probably when you get to the playoffs. But in this moment, they're almost there. It's just in the regular season, at least. Number one. The Chicago Cubs. Just kidding. It doesn't make sense. Um, the Boston Celtics. Man, I, I, I don't know how Boston's going to do, by the way, when it comes to the postseason. Jason Tatum saying he should be the MVP, but he doesn't score as many points because his other guys do more is another way of saying, I have better players. They don't need me as much. And I worry that it underscores a, a lack of being cutthroat. And maybe I'm making too much of an all-star game, but a report came out that he said to Doc Rivers, who, how funny is our universe? Doc Rivers was the all-star game coach for, you know, going 3-7 and seven or whatever the hell it was, heading into the all-star game. Good job. You did it, Doc. Way, way to go. Crown me a Rivers. And, uh, and, and Jason Tatum at the all-star game said to him, get the rock to jail and he can have my minutes because I want Jalen to win MVP. On the face of it, what a, what a great gesture as a teammate. But Kobe wouldn't do that. Brown wouldn't do that. I don't think even Steph would do that. Like killers go out there and they kill, right? That's part of the deal. I don't think Tatum has that, but they have the best offense in basketball. They have the third best defense in the game. And the addition of Porzingis, Andrew Holiday, offensively and defensively, those guys are difference makers on both sides of the ball. And there's two of them. Man, the Celtics are really, really good. 
honorable mention. Oh, here we go. It's a Tizies. Tizy, Tizies. Uh, these, this is the same team, by the way. They're the same team, one in the East, one in the West. They're mere versions of each other in some weird alternate universe, but it's not alternate. It's our universe. Just one's in the East, one's in the West. The Timberwolves and the Cavs. Both of these teams are amazing defensively. Both of these teams have a pr- prodigious scorer who can take over games. Both of these teams have co-stars that are really good, but maybe a little unreliable. Yeah, the Timberwolves, I think, are three or four games better. I, I got it. I get it. Both of these teams are the best two defenses in the NBA and mediocre offensively, and that is why, even though Minnesota is number one in the Western Conference, although they're now tied with the Thunder, it's why they've been downgraded. At least you tried. All right, last one. I want to close with the Milwaukee Bucks. It's all you're getting. I actually think the Bucks are going to start winning some, some regular season games. I, I think the real test for Milwaukee is the playoffs. The fact they can't even be, and I know they have lately, but they can't even be successful in the regular season consistently with Doc is a very bad sign. Why don't you like ties? Ties are amazing. Because there always needs to be a tiebreaker. There's got to be something we can point to. Should we be talking more about court storming? Every time I've been listening to a lot of talk radio around different places. Every day, people are still doing 20 minutes on court storming. To me, it just seems like find something else to talk about. We, am I wrong on this? No, nothing new has changed. I right. mean, the Duke player is not the first one to get hurt. And oh, by the way, I'm not trying to diminish it. He has a sore knee, so it wasn't it wasn't a catastrophic injury. This happened to Caitlin Clark earlier in the season. And everybody so, called her a faker. Not everybody has. Some of the people. Right. So, like, what happened over the weekend wasn't new. Yeah. I was just surprised how many people have ranked it as their top thing in their power rankings for, to talk about. It's people, people are doing it everywhere. Just, yeah. Bad stuff happens sometimes. It is, a slow, it is a slow news week. Not that slow, though. Running backs, don't be a running back. LeBron, you love your kid, but maybe back off a little bit. Pretty daddy. Remember people's birthdays. Be a, be a person. Be a person we're celebrating. Matt Snyder is going to talk a little Major League Baseball with us next here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.